Good morning, everybody. We are here again with episode whatever the hell this is, 20,042 of Iron Radio. What are we going, like 12 and a half years, something like that now? Anyways, this is Phil Stevens, strength coach, Highland Games athlete, power lifter. I run Strength Guild, a bunch of other things. It looks like I'm going to be putting my kilt on again, too, here in a couple weeks and oh, doing Highland Games. So, yeah, I got to make the decision today. But it's been it, – I haven't done it since pre-COVID. So I'll do How my usual. Is your guilt? Oh, it's dusty. Yeah, it's dusty. And so was my skills, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even more so than the outfit. Uh, and I probably won't practice at all. I'll just go out there and have fun. So there you go. Uh, this is Dr. Mike T. Nelson, social professor of the Kerrig Institute, creator of the Flex Diet Cert and the Fizz Flex Cert. Fizz Flex Cert opens again April 4th. And hanging out briefly in Kansas City, and we leave in a couple hours for Oklahoma City is the next stop. You're all within the same, like, one-hour radius right now. That I happen. know. It's kind of crazy. crazy. I was going to let you guys know, but we literally just got in here at, like, what, 10 p.m. last night. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's been a little, little nuts trying to get down there, but yeah. maybe we'll have more time on the way back. But you There know. you go. Yeah. Uh, this is Coach Durrell, uh, Strength Guild KC, uh, or the Strength Guild East, basically. Um, weightlifting, powerlifting, coaching, all kinds of fun, exciting things that we do in the gym. There you go. And we're going to start off on a somber note this morning. Actually, two, because I'm going to throw out one. A, a close friend in this community passed away on Wednesday, I think. Brian Castle. Uh, he run CrossFit. He ran CrossFit Hercules, a bunch of other things in California. Passed away, and I just want to give a shout out to him. We did a lot of work together back in the day, a lot of seminars and the barbell open and stuff. But word is he was working out in his gym and uh, at his house in his garage. And his wife said he came in and said, "You better call an ambulance." So she did, and uh, he passed away. Oh, yeah, at age fifty. So oh, jeez. Yeah, he was in really good shape and everything. I don't know. I mean, details are yet to come, but what she told me was a uh, heart attack or aneurysm. They're trying to figure out what it was. So, uh, are they doing an autopsy to try to figure it out? Yeah, I think they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, just Aww. to try and see what the heck happened. But yeah, so. Wow. Shouts out to you guys and sorry. And then uh, the other one was. Eclipse. The other one that eclipsed that was uh, the strength world lost an icon. Uh, Louis Simmons passed away, and I think he's uh, seventy-five. Seventy-four. Seventy-four was the number. Let's be honest. I mean, that's pretty old for Louis. So uh, that's a good long life, but man, that's going to be that's a big one. So one. One of those guys where I thought, unfortunately, would pass away early, but at the same point, I thought he just might live forever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, the thing is with him, like it was, like, I don't think, I think there's a large percentage of people that he has influenced that don't even know that he's influenced them. Oh, as far reaching, As far reaching as, like, his stuff has gone. There's plenty of people using his methods that have no clue that, but it was him that that's yeah. where they originated. So, I mean, his legacy will definitely go on for a long time. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see for me. I think 
I think Westside won't hang around. I think they'll try. Uh, I don't see Westside going without him. Like, no. He was Westside. You know? I mean, who's – I haven't seen – also haven't seen anyone, like, kind of – what I would say is, like, taking up the mantle. Like, oh. like usually there's somebody kind of placing mm-hmm. themselves in a, in a position where they're, you know, speaking on behalf or, like, yeah. know, doing the – you know, like covertly coaching a lot or something like that yeah. if there's some health issues, but I haven't seen anyone besides and the people who run the the websites I think uh or the Instagram stuff, like I think that's their primary thing is that. I don't think they do a whole no. lot of extra powerlifting stuff. So Yeah. The only thing the only way I can see that happening and this is me talking completely from the outside. I have no ties to West Side Barbell. Um, not that I wouldn't want one, but uh, I just don't, is if Vogelpohl steps up. You know, I know there was talk years ago, like, that's what he wanted to do, was hang out there, and then they had their falling out, and then supposedly they've kind of come back together. I could see it. Vogelpohl's a crazy enough dude and has a big enough name that yeah, people follow him. Uh, <laughs> and keep shit going, but I don't know. I, I don't know if he has interest or what, even, so... Uh, my my initial thought is, you know, the West Side will be no more. But uh, I can't imagine a West Side without Louis. I mean, he was. When you talk about West Side, that's who you're talking about. So, yeah. uh, yeah. regardless, it'll go on forever. I mean, the name is just it's burnt <laughs> into the into at least the powerlifting community. You know, I mean, I would yeah, powerlifting. I I still use a. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I make the tweaks to fit it to what I do, but I still use a essentially a West Side template and a West Side wave for virtually all my programming. Yeah, exactly. You know, the three week waves and the the variation, like the idea of variation. I still program deadlifts with bands, like yep. for clients. I don't do much else with the bands, but certainly that, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. And Louis, so. When I started at CrossFit Lee Summit, they actually, so the original owners, like, they went out to Westside for one of the, you know, when they did the, the kind of connected with CrossFit. Yeah. And so they went out there for that, and then he kind of took a liking to uh, Coach Jay's wife and was trying to make her basically a, you know, Westside powerlifter, so okay. he kind of got to connect quite often, and you know, later they had some people out of, at Cross Valley Summit, but, and so we did a lot of West Side stuff there. I mean, box squat, the whole nine, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's a ton of, ton of influence, ton of impact. Yeah, ton of it across the industry, for sure. And not to mention even making the reverse hyper and things like that. Uh, outside of just his, his programming and coaching, it was even uh, the invention of, different pieces of equipment so yeah. that'll kind of last forever but yeah i don't think most people realize like bands and chains as far as i can tell was 100 percent louis i don't yeah. know anyone yeah. doing any of that before and you kind of look at it now and because we've all sort of grown up with it so to speak i even participated in a study where a guy was doing a five camera you know biomechanistic you know setup on and everything is that it's just part of the culture but yeah. before louis that just didn't exist. I don't think yes. anyone was doing it. No, I don't think they were either. <clears throat> as far as I know, they created that stuff. So, uh, 
Yeah, man. So that's a that's a tough one. That's going to be. I'm guessing that's going to be the strongest funeral ever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's just going to be a mass conglomeration of big motherfuckers in Ohio. So, uh, and from all over. Yeah, exactly. Just flying in from everywhere. But um, so that'll be uh, an interesting thing. But like I said, it's a sad day. I mean, we've lost a lot of people. It seems so we're getting to that age. I was telling my wife, it's like we're getting to that yeah. age. It's funerals, not weddings anymore. So that bring people together. But yeah, yeah. I was just thinking even in the past year, it just seems like it's a lot more. And maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's a combination of we're getting older or that you hear about stuff more often now. Yeah. I don't sit around and read the obituaries yet, I guess. So with social media and everything else, you hear more about it. But it, it does seem like there's been in the last year uh, definitely a lot more people. Yep. With meadows and everybody else, yeah, yeah. So, yep, yeah. I never got to meet Louis, but I know a bunch of people. I know good friends who've lifted there for a while. Obviously, AJ Roberts has lifted there for quite a while, and you know, just other people in the industry. And pretty much like the same story I hear from everybody is, if Louis liked you and invited you, he would spend as much time as possible, like just helping you with whatever. Yeah. If you just kind of showed up and thought you belonged there and he didn't like you, you're not getting in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I always thought was pretty cool. Like he always did, whether you agreed with it or not, he yeah. definitely did things how he thought they should be done. And that's just what he did. And, you know, that guy lived on just passion alone. Like everyone I talked to, you know, especially even uh, friends of mine went and visited him like 15 years ago. He's like, yeah, he's like, I stayed at his house for, Two days, he took me to breakfast, and, like, all we did is talk about lifting techniques for, like, three days straight, and to be at the one in the morning, he'd still be going. I'm like, man, I got to go to bed. He's like, oh, this thing and that thing, and he's, like, never charged me a dime, you know, for his time, and it was, yeah, he said it was just very, very impressive. Yeah, that's what all that's my, okay. I was just going to say, that's, uh, I mean, all my influence is indirect. You know, I never... Yeah. They sat down with either all mine's through Windler and Dave Tate and Jesse Burdick and things like that. But yeah, that's all I've heard too. I was just gonna say he like in terms of like the, he was like a true you know truly passionate about it. Like I even at one point was like he wasn't taking money for a lot of his stuff mm -hmm. until really late. Like honestly, within the oh last yeah, however many few years, years. yeah. Just, and he was also a great historian of, I would just say any sport. Like he was a historian of powerlifting, but also I mean he knew, you know, he could go back and say, oh, you know, so and so won this championship in weightlifting, and here's the you know training styles of, you know, synthesized a lot of Russian information and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So I mean, he's a definitely a well of knowledge for sure. Yeah. So. Oh, well, where do we move next? We were talking about, uh, it's all over the news. The whole, uh, trans athletes in women's sports. Let's, let's keep it to that. We don't even have to go trans. I'm mean, hell. We can open it up. That's fine. Trans, trans athletes in all sports is a huge topic right now. It's blown up all over the social medias. Um, it even caused me to make a post, but, uh, oh. Yeah, and I came out of your hole and made a post. I, I came out of my hole, and uh, you know, you're ahead of me. I haven't been in a bigger hole than Phil has lately, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the whole argument since the what's her name, Leah, 
Thompson or whatever. Leah Thomas, I believe. Yeah, Leah Thomas. So just to add some background to this, it's a, she's a trans athlete that ended up winning the NCAA in swimming title. Um, a year after she competed as a man. And, uh, so of course both sides are going crazy. And, you know, the, the, the part I have trouble with and is that the people fighting for this as an equal thing is the whole argument is basically based that on testosterone, that that's what separates us. And if that's all that separates us, basically you take a man and you take him, you know, make him take testosterone blockers, lower his testosterone, give him some estrogen, and now magically the playing field is equal. The problem I have with that and the way I kind of based my argument was if that's what makes us equal, then it should go exactly equal the other way. If a woman took testosterone to match a man, then essentially over time, uh, their performances should be equal. So what I did is I went back and looked at all the world records across powerlifting because powerlifting is a sport where open powerlifting, it's non-drug tested, is a sport where uh, men and women can take all the hormones and all the performance engine drugs on an equal platform. And there are women out there that have been very open about what they take. Um, numerous women on the numbers that I posted up uh, were basically taking essentially the same thing as dudes, which put them in a super maximal uh, hormonal environment. And if you look at the numbers across all the matching weight classes, they ain't even close. <laughs> you know, um, and that's the argument I've made for a long time. It's like, like when Laura Phelps was like, why isn't Laura Phelps matching the dudes in her same weight class? Uh, it's just not happening. So, I mean, in my mind, the only fair thing to do is create new classes. I mean, that's it just makes sense to me. But, I mean, what where are you guys staying on this? This is going to be controversial. So we're probably going to get hate mail for the first time. In a- <laughs> so, which I'm bringing on. I'm okay with it. I will sit down and talk to you guys in a civil way, and we can talk this out. But the problem is most people won't do that anymore. Matt, I, I would say that we're probably in the same, like you and I, in the same place with it. Just because, all right, so when you look at what's unfair and what's, fa- like, what's fair or unfair, you would – first look at what like the how many standard deviations away from kind of the norm uh is it now the the one argument i've seen people make is essentially that because in the swimming event is like because leah thomas didn't win everything like i don't think she did as like you know top 10 or whatever only top 10 in the 100 meter and all that and only won the 400 meter but that Mm -hmm. was that was this person's event Right. The other ones were like, if we're on the male side, weren't even in the neighborhood of, you know, national qualifying and stuff like that for mm-hmm. that particular sport. So it's like just just the switch went from not or the transition. I shouldn't call it a switch, but just the transition goes from, you know, essentially to put you in top 10 in everything. Mm hmm. 
from kind of not even middle of the pack. It was kind of way back in the pack, to be honest. Yes. Right? So, and the same thing happened in weightlifting with, uh, I'm going to forget her name now, uh, the New Zealand. The, uh, New Zealand lifter, yeah. Yeah, the New Zealand lifter, right? Yep. So people were like, oh, well, they, they didn't do well. Like, I mean, maybe she took eighth or something at – at Worlds and then bombed out at the, you know, the Olympics. Yeah. But his thing is like the age was the, cause like the average age of an Olympic weightlifter, I mean, like high end is like in the early thirties. Like if you're, I mean, Lou, Lou Jajun is a, an anomaly even. Yeah. And he, like his thing is even like, I mean, obviously, no one thinks he's, like, the cleanest guy, right? Like, Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone would argue that. Yeah. But, again, same thing. It's like this person was almost, I mean, pretty close to 40 from what I remember yeah. or even over and had already had a weightlifting career as a as a man. You don't, you just don't see late 30s weightlifters making the Olympics and no. getting top 10 at Worlds like that. No. It's too many standard deviations away. Like, and so it's the same reason for, you know, not just making drugs legal, right? Like you would, it, it's kind of the, in the same category as that. It's not exactly the same, but the advantage is still there. Yeah. Well, and that comes back to, uh, I think it's, I don't remember who said this, but, um, the top woman, you take the top woman in any sport, let's say MMA. And the top woman in MMA will beat many of the men in MMA. You take the top dude, and he will beat every woman. It's just, it's, that's just how it is. You know? <laughs> like, can you imagine any woman? Like, we could handpick any female and put her against Mike Tyson in her prime. What's going to happen? Killed. You know, it's just what it is. And that's not, that's not us being assholes. That's not us being transphobic. That's not us doing anything like that. That's just fact. Um, like me watching my daughter box. So she's been boxing since like eight. And there was a definite change in the playing field at that age. At eight, you know, her boxing with boys was no big deal. It was essentially equal. Then, this crazy thing called puberty happens, and these same boys she was sparring with are now, you know, with the same coaching from the same coach, are twice as fast and twice as big. Like, the speed at which they move is just, it's not matched by the girls. You know? um, and it shouldn't be. And that's not, that's not me being a dick. That's just me watching what's going on in real life in front of me and telling you the truth. You know, and that's what I don't get that under people can't understand. And like, it's not hurting. It's not hurting me in any way as a male athlete. Like, let all the trans women guys into men's sports. I've never seen it. Like, you're not seeing a huge influx. I haven't heard one news story about, you know, Sarah Smith that turns into Sam Smith and ruins the men's class. It's not, it's not happening. She stomps all the dudes. It's not happening. It's only happening the other way. So something is going on here, people. I mean, you're not seeing an influx. If it, if it, if it was true, you'd see an influx the other way as well. If it's essentially fair playing ground, all of a sudden, all these used to be women would be 
doing really well in men's sports. Um, and that's not, it's, it's just not happening, people. So, I mean, you can't ignore, it goes way past testosterone. I mean, look at the skeletal structure. Look at the muscular structure. Look at, you know, our hips are built different. You know, men are just built to handle physical stress more so than the female body is. And that shit does play a part long term. You know, it doesn't matter that you've been on, you know, hormone replacement and hormone blocking for two years. You, you're not going to change that skeletal skeleton that, that, uh, was built over the previous years of your life. Maybe, maybe if we started a kid at like two and you decided your kid wanted to be, you know, turned from a boy to a girl, maybe you started that early. It would even the playing field, but we're not, we, we have no, there's no N of one even right now for that to test that theory out. So I think the only sport where if you go based off of pure times and performance that, Women have, you could say, I don't know if it's even more often than not, but of Eclipse men is, I think, ultra endurance running. There's been a couple of women who have, I mean, in at least in a few races, just decimated guys. Yeah. But that's the only sport I can think of offhand where that's happened. It's been very much weighted the other way across all the other sports. Yeah. And if it's like that, like if that's the case, like so if you find a, a sport where the you know essentially the just the standard deviations are normal for both sides like both mm-hmm. sexes right then that that sport obviously is fine like just have a one like don't do any, any. men's or women's classes mm-hmm. like that, that's totally fine yep. but when it comes to strength and power i mean so i was in this conversation i just responded to somebody's post the other day it was like so i'm like come at me with your men are stronger than women arguments and then you are wrong. And I was like, dude, like, so and I was just talking about my experience with weightlifting because that's what I have a background in. Right. Mm-hmm. So if a, if a man can qualify, like qualifies for nationals, if you look at the qualifying total, the bottom qualifying total, which would put you like in a, probably a D or an F group at this point, right? Like there's a lot of people who hit these totals now. Bottom qualifying total would either would immediately podium and probably win every single weight, like if they just switch like switch automatically. Just qualifying, not that's not even winning. Like that's just getting tall enough to ride the rides at the game. Would go <laughs> from that to now they're winning the women's weight class, right? So you look at, um, I think I did a comparison with even our most popular weightlifters like uh, K Nye and. Um, Maddie Rogers, right? They do at it's like right around 70 kilos. They, you know, the weight classes switch up quite a bit, but in the 70 kilo range, we'll say that for both of them because they've been messing around with weight classes and stuff because of the Olympics. Right around the 70 kilo range, they both snatch about 110, so 240, like 242 pounds, 110 kilos, mm-hmm. and clean and jerk. Um, in the 300, like low 300s, like 140-ish, like top end for them would be in the like maybe like 150 would be like a great lift for them. 
that almost doesn't even get you qualified for the men's group in that category. Yeah. Like, and that's gold medal and by far gold medal in their respective classes. Like there are hardly anyone who compete with them. I mean, there are now, there are a lot more girls now who are kind of in that same range, but like that is too big of a gap to mm-hmm. overcome, like far too big. Like it's, yeah. it's just one of those things that, and look, I'm not against people competing at all. Like I think everyone should have access to sports. So I don't want it to sound like I don't want yeah. people to have access to sport because that is absolutely not the case, but you they need you, fair sport. Yeah. You have to <laughs> start with it. Yeah. Like if I was, and that's where it is. I mean, you, we have to put this on as glasses. We're, we're three dudes here talking about this. Yeah. What we have to do is put on glasses. Like if I was a female or I look at it from my daughter's glasses, you know, all of a sudden I've worked 20 years and now I get my ass stomped <laughs> by somebody who just jumped into this and was on the other side a year ago. And that's going to hurt, you know, oh, yeah. and that's hurting these girls chances. And like, it's going to do nothing. It's not going to ruin our sport as men, any of our sports. No. And what I feel for is these young ladies that have been busting ass forever and now they're losing. And the argument I see is like the other argument you hear is all these people saying, well, you know, there's not going to be this influx of, of guys that just transition just to, to win sport. I call bullshit. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, what have we historically done to win sport? Look at the, exactly. <laughs> look at the history in sport, and you're telling me that a country like Russia, who now openly had a government-ran doping program, for and those decades. people for decades, and decades. these people win, like in our country, yeah, you win a gold medal, and you end up having to pay for your own gold medal, and you come home and you're a celebrity for two days. In those countries, like that lady that won the gold for Philippines or whatever it was, the first one. She ended up getting like $43 million in two houses. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're telling me that I just take some estrogen and stuff for a couple of years and I can get that? You're going to see a whole fucking team of these people. You know, <laughs> it will happen, you know, and they're not beyond that. They, like, they will have a government-run doping program. You can't tell me they can't talk, you know, I don't know, let's take a team of basketball men into transitioning with the chance of winning houses and, like, money that will secure your family for gener- generational money. It's going to fucking happen. It it just will. These countries will do that. And it's not going to be for because they're going to do it for that reason, not because they think they were a woman their whole life and things like this. Uh, they're going to do it to cheat. It, it'll, that'll, it's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> you gotta be smart well, enough to know that. So even if it's one though, this, this is the thing. It's like, even if it's a, like a vast minority, right? Yes. But if you took, let's say it was a vast minority, but that, that minority was always towards the top of finishing. Mm-hmm. How disheartening would that be for women who've trained their whole life for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, in, if you're trying to include participation in, you know, women's participation in sport, like, you're destroying it in that, at that point. Yeah. Even if there's three out of, you know, however many thousands who compete in whatever the sport is, sport is, and those, if those three are 
just by virtue of transitioning, like no one ends up in the bottom half at all. Yeah. And it's not even, they wouldn't even in the, in the bottom half. They would end up in the like, you know, towards the top most of the time. Yes. It's like, look, it, you just have to at least take it into account. Yeah, it's staring you in the face. Like the answer yeah. staring you in the face. We haven't heard of, like you're going there, we haven't heard of somebody transitioning, an average male transitioning and like being an average female. They transition and become a threat in that sport. They go from average to in the top. You know, uh, and that's consistent. That's been consistent. I mean, I haven't heard of, I'm sure there's one out there, but the averages are pointing towards when they transition, they all of a sudden become a top competitor. Yeah, especially sports that are more speed and power, right? Because people forget that, like, swimming, obviously Olympic weightlifting, there's a massive skill component involved in that. Yes, yes, there is. But as you get closer to stuff that's more just, quote-unquote, pure speed and power, you're going to see a a bigger difference there, too. Yes. And, yeah, well, I'm not saying that women can't beat men in sports. Like I said before, a very good woman can beat many men. But a very good man will pretty much beat all women. And what we have to get past is that statement is not sexist. That statement is fact. And that's okay. (laughs) We have to, you have to start removing feelings from this conversation. Like, I understand you feel that way, but sometimes your feelings have zero to do with fact. And we have to look at that. Um, yeah. It's, the other part of this that I at least wanted to mention is, and this happens on both sides, it's the, I would, let's describe it as the ignorance of, like, true physical culture on both sides, right? Like, the, the debate, and it wasn't a debate, like, just a little conversation I had on Facebook with, like, it wasn't, it wasn't negative, and we didn't start yelling at each other and, calling each other idiots or anything mm-hmm. it was like the what she presented was <clears throat> like can't you just build strength as if it's like in in all encompassing everyone starts at zero and gets to the same place sort of thing and i was like no i mean it, like everyone can start building strength but the ceilings are a lot different and i, I kind of explained a few ways that's in the examples that i you know deal with on a daily basis like i just talked about someone like a girl walking into the gym and saying, I want to squat 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like how many years do you, like that's a year we're talking years. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. A dude walks in the gym in kind of an average mid-sized dude, right? Is like, I want to squat 400 pounds. That might be a year, year and a half. If they're consistent, like both people are consistent, but the dude's going to get to the, like the 400 way quicker. Yeah, I mean, look at our baselines. Look at the, the like, we both have baselines. Yeah. And so, it's like, it's just like that. Like, I I don't, I wasn't, that's nothing against, you know, people who transition or whatever, but that's the way it is, particularly the later you transition. Yes. Now, here's the thing, too, is like, look, you get into a really kind of moral gray area with very early transitions, right? Like, I don't think that would happen for sport. No. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no. think anyone would 
like no. transition someone at eight for a sport. And so that that part is not even what we're referring to. It's more like late transitions. You went yes. your whole athletic career, your whole life with, you know, male hormones, male bone structure, all of that. And then transition at, you know, beyond 16. And I don't even say earlier than 16 is probably still yeah. a problem, but right. So it, it's a very specific aspect of this. It's not like, I mean, it's not like we're, we're saying we should take away sport for anyone. No. And that's, that's what we need to get into. I mean, even Caitlyn Jenner now has been catching massive shit because she came out, formerly he, um, against it. And that's, that's arguably, you're talking about the, the biggest transition in a high level sports person. You know, he competed as a male at the highest level. Um, and won numerous gold medals. And now, as a female, is coming out and saying, this is not right. And catching shit for it. But, like, what would have happened if he transitioned? Holy yeah. shit, he knows, he knows for a fact that he'd have just, he mopped the floor with, with the dudes. What would he have done against women? That Like, there'd be long-standing, never-beaten world records. You know? <laughs> if that happened. And that's, again, now we're finally talking about we haven't seen a best, a top-level man transition to women's sports. It's always been uh, a lower level. The transition's over and becomes a top-level. Like when Croc as a good person to, to point this to, when Croc did his transition, he quit. The for for numerous reasons, like okay, I'm retiring from sports. I'm now being a female. And if he hadn't, let's say they let him, which you can now, like in the in a lot of these powerlifting federations, the rule is just simple as that you have to identify as a female. Hmm. Like so, potentially, I could just say I'm Phyllis now <laughs> and be an asshole and go rock shit. You know, I'll be like, I'm taking all you bitches down. It'd be like that South, South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> and but it's true. And that's uh, like, so what I'm getting at is where do you guys, how do you, how do, how do we cure this? How do we, what's your fix? How do you make this better? I mean, because none of us are saying like there shouldn't be an avenue to compete in. No. But what is the avenue? And I'm, to me, it's, you got two different things you can do. You can create a new playing field, or you just walk, knock out all playing fields and be like, okay, now it's no longer men's and women's swimming. It's just swimming. But that's going to ruin women's sport in the same way. You know, that's the problem. Uh, and we're at this, we're finally at this age. Like, I would argue right now, especially in strength-based sports, women – the women's side of it is at the highest it's ever been. Oh, in, my God. Highest I've ever seen. Yeah, in the history of sport across, like, ever, there's more women weightlifting. There's more women powerlifting. There's more women doing all this stuff. And now we throw in this, hey, here's a little curveball for you. Uh, you know, now that you guys are getting close to the top and you're getting starting to get viewership and everything else, let's throw this into the mix, see how it goes. 
and I just don't see anything good coming out of it. <laughs> and again, just like, I have I have trans athletes. I have you know I deal with them on a daily basis. And I've seen them both ways, man to woman, woman to man, and like none of my woman to man can can hang on the men's side of things, and they know it. <sighs> you know, so. And that's the tough part, and that's where it almost even if let's swap the sides for those for the people that are transitioning to man to woman, they need a fair playing field too. Because right now they're just not hanging with the dudes, you know. Yeah. So they're getting hurt the other way. But do we see any female athletes that are against it or for it, or what is kind of the general opinion? I'm so. On social so media now, right I now. don't know what's going on. Right now, it's going, like there are definitely female athletes. There's a few that are coming out at and saying they're for it. Hmm. But again, generally, from what I've seen, those are super low level ones hmm. that aren't winning anyways. Yeah, all the uh, ones that I've seen that are towards the top. Go ahead. Oh no, I was I was going to say, I mean. Part of it's just people I have here at the gym and kind of the general gist is like there are a ton of women who probably would like to speak up on it, but it's kind of the cultural, oh, no, get canceled thing. Oh, exactly. Like right now, we are doing the episode of like we've been doing this for 13 years or whatever it is. Like this one will probably lose us viewers. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess like we're going to get fucking audio. You know, yeah, we're going to get fucking hate mail over this, and we're probably going to lose several handfuls of listeners. You know, good thing we're not into it for like. Well, that's going to and- kill my bank account, Phil. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, those, those 10 cents we've made over the last 12 years is yeah. just going to dwindle up. Um, Seven cents so. now, you bastards. Yeah. So. Well, that's a, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, all right, so... It's women's sports, and then women's voices have become essentially the quietest on the subject. Yes. That's what I find kind of surprising. Because it is. Me too. I mean, that's who I would ask. Like, you're you're out there competing against them. Like, what is your opinion? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not competing but against them. The true opinion, not just Yeah, your, exactly. 100%. Yes. You know, like, able to say, hey, um, this is how, this is what I essentially believe in and this like you know even maybe like a kind of a blind survey almost yeah and that's the problem and like you're saying they're being quiet the most i've seen is like on my post there are lots of female athletes that have given quiet likes to it but won't speak up Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know they just give the thumbs up you know it's like oh i can do that but uh yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's it's tough. I can just speak as a coach, as an athlete, and as a father to a female athlete where I stand. Um, like, And that was just like this lax boxing match we went to where we got to watch 13-year-old girls fight against each other and 13-year-old boys fight against each other in boxing. It was very obvious that if my daughter stepped in the ring with a 13-year-old boy, any of them, Oh, it would have been murder. Mm. <laughs> oh, murder. Just, uh, 
the speed and the power at which they move comparatively, and you're talking highly trained people on both sides, there was the difference was night and day. And you're talking people with same coaches, same, you know, from the same clubs. So they're getting equal coaching, equal time. And the drastic difference was only identifiable between sexes. Like that was the difference. The gender was the difference in their performance. So. But that makes me think about, you know, something like you mentioned, boxing, mixed martial arts, where that was one of the things that I think is a good argument for having very strict drug testing in MMA. Because Mm -hmm. if you have someone for whatever gender, whatever they were taking, et cetera, has a significant advantage over someone, not only may they win, but you potentially could kill someone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. You know, I mean, there's a an actual physical risk to your life at that point. Yep. Yeah. And and that's also, that's the reason why in my post I use the the, the open powerlifting thing. Right. That's as close to fair playing field as we can get between right. genders versus their argument. It's like you have women that are taking essentially the same thing as the men. Yeah. And the playing field is still drastically a like 300 pound difference in squats. You know, so. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember the context that we're talking about, because I know context gets lost everywhere mm-hmm. online for like friggin' everything. It's like, we're not saying anything about what you want to do as a personal choice or what rights you have or anything like that. We're just saying that in the context of competitive sport, this is our thoughts. We're not Bingo. extending that outside of the context of sport, which exactly. I think that, I mean, just context gets lost online with every argument, not yes. just this argument. Yes. Um, and that's where people just, in my opinion, go off the rails. And then you realize like, you know, an hour later, you both aren't even talking about the same thing. Yes. And they, yes, that's, that is a good point. Like we shouldn't talk about, like, I think everybody should have, everybody has the right to make that transition. And yeah. things like that. But at that point, you have to realize that sport, fair sport, and fair life are totally two different things. Sport has confined rules. And you have to, for any athlete, for me as an athlete, I can't go and compete in, you know, fuck, I have to wear the right kind of underwear to compete in powerlifting. Yeah. I got busted once. I had the wrong underwear on for I had an athlete that broke a national record and then got it took away because he had boxer shorts on. Yeah. Instead of tidy whities. You know, <laughs> come on. And yeah. like like if we have those kind of rules in place and people are like, "Yeah, but we need to ignore this." What? You know, like those fucking boxer shorts literally did nothing. Yeah. And then not a chance they helped him in any way. Not a slight point one percent chance. They just fucking didn't help, but he got a, me- a medal stripped. So, and let's, I mean, if we just boil this down to where we can lie to ourselves and say, okay, there's a 50% chance that being a dude for most of your life help, may have helped you. It still should not be legal because there's a 50% chance. And I, I would argue it's much greater than that, 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 it, it aids them in some physical way. 
you know. So, I, and like I said, they, I keep context and just on the baseline of the argument, right? Like, what is so in terms of fairness? And I haven't heard an actual response to this. It's normally like the only things I see are like they make it like a Jackie Robinson thing. Like this mm-hmm. is that, right? Like a that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this is a, quite a bit different than that. Um, but I haven't ever heard anything outside of like in terms of fairness. How is this? How is this fair on the athletic side of things? The fairness aspect from the fairness debate, a lot of times, at least from what I see, and I don't, I have searched actually for some of the more, I would say, poignant, you know, more useful arguments on the subject. And the only things I really see are like, you know, whether it's fair or not to the person in terms of their allowance to compete. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone's trying to take that away overall. No. Right? I don't see that part. And then it's like, how is it fair to them for them not to compete? It's kind of like the baseline of what I see most of the arguments as. Not Nothing on in terms of athleticism or anything like that, but just on that level. But that part, I don't even see the other side advocating for it. Even yes. like the worst of it, even like the most bigoted people, I don't see advocating for this person shouldn't be able to exist in competing. Yeah, they probably no. don't want this all this stuff to happen in that sense. But in terms of sport, I don't, I don't see it from that angle at all. So, and look, I've there's even and a lot of times it comes down to testosterone. I've seen people talk about that, where it's mm-hmm. not. A, like it's a primarily testosterone issue, which mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, okay, but we'd have to, we need to see the female to male transition, like affect the sport the same as the male. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't, you know, and that's that you just don't like, I could take a woman and give her, I would, I would argue that you give me, Ten people, five dudes, five average guys, five average women, and let me give the woman, you know, even 10% above the testosterone of the men. They're still not hanging. You know, they're not, they're just not. And, uh, cause I, I mean, I've coached women that are on drugs. I've coached women that are on performance enhancing drugs. They are not competing at that level. It's not even in the playing field. You know, if not, we would see it. And it's not you. Somebody, please, if you're listening to this, point me out where that's happening. Uh, I, I don't see it. And that's the problem. And I think, yes, I think Leah Thompson or whatever needs fucking swim. Compete. Let's find a place for you to do that. Because right now, in the way, in the fashion that it's happening, it is it is hurting women. And here's an interesting topic on it. The same topic. What about women who, like, there's that sprinter that was naturally high in testosterone and got banned? What are you guys' thoughts on this? Like, basically, yeah. she's a genetic anomaly. I mean, I, that one I think is kind of unfair. Like, in the sense of, you know, I don't, like, for her not to be able to compete because she got, she just couldn't compete. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so but there that, wasn't such a big uprising over that. You know, yeah, like, and that's, 
in my mind, if if you just won the genetic lottery, yeah, good good for you. That's been happening forever. Yeah. It on both sides. Like you can't you, tell me that Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson weren't just genetically gifted. They were, and that's okay. You know, they won the fucking genetic lottery. That's way different than mixing up the genetic lottery in a lab and administering said lottery ticket, winning lottery ticket to yourself. Yeah. And <laughs> you that's know? been an argument for long. You can go all the way back for you know hundreds of years in the sport from, you know, like the example they always use is, you know, Michael Phelps, you know, structure for swimming, you know, yeah. which is obviously yep. true. There's been arguments in, you know, published research on, you know, some of the Norwegian skiers who they just tested their VO2 max, you know, I think almost when they were kids, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, and they were like off the charts. You yeah. know, it was like before they even started training. Yes. Yes, all endurance sport is not just your VO2 max. It's more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lance Armstrong, his VO2 max when he got tested in Cole's lab was like off the charts when he was yeah. 18. You know, the, the rumor was he wandered into the lab and said he had the highest VO2 max of anyone they've ever tested. And the underling goes to the boss and goes, what do we do? And he goes, hook him up. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and obviously, again, it's just more than that. But you've got some people who have just super high red blood cell mass. Yes. And you've got, if you take enough people, right? So it's just like looking at normal anatomy and physiology versus a pathology. Mm-hmm. At some point, something's going to go wrong, and we're going to have a little pathology name for it, and it's going to have a very rare percentage, and it's going to be detrimental. But yeah. it also goes the other way, right? Yes. Just slight genetic issues. Was it ACTN3 gene with sprinters, possibly? Although I don't think it's that simple again. That's just what we found. But it's got, it's got to go both ways. And mm-hmm. like you said, with the sprinter who has naturally high testosterone, then – yeah, you won the genetic lottery. Hey, good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I don't think you can then, I hate the slippery slope analogy, but like, where do you draw the line then? Yes. Right. Oh, you're Lamar Gant. Your your arms are too long for deadlifting at your body weight. So yeah. that's the deadlift for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's a case of somebody that like, if you look at his spine and shit. Oh, like, yeah. He Jeez. should be at a huge disadvantage. Yeah. But he figured out a way to make it work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he found the sport he works in. Like, uh, look at Ed Cohn. Yeah. You know, arguably he was built by Odin to compete in powerlifting. Oh, like, no that's question. That's why he was made. And, you know, a short guy, long arms, hands bigger than mine, even though he's 10 inches shorter than me or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, he couldn't dribble a basketball, self-reportedly, but he can pick up barbells real well. Yeah. You know, he was just built for that. And, you know, we can't ban him because he just, he was born that way. Uh, but, you know, now let's say we take somebody else just like him and they, they went, like if somebody went to John Smith, went and medically, surgically changed his hand size, surgically changed his height, surgically changed his arm length, now is it fair? No, I told you no. You know, he went in and medically changed himself to try and be the sport instead of just being lucky enough to be born that way. Uh, yeah. So. I and mean, I knew a guy years ago who 
actually had a surgical procedure to supposedly shorten his Achilles heel because at the time, this is back decades ago, that they thought that would make him much faster sprinter because he's got a lot more free energy because that is tighter, right? So you're not mm-hmm. using as much muscle activation. Well, it actually ended up destroying him. He never ran competitively again. <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you should go back if this works and compete against everyone else now. Yeah. And his argument was, well, it's not technically against the rules. And again, this is yeah. many years ago. I'm like, yeah, yeah but it, I think you kind of avoided the whole point of the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this goes, I mean, even towards like the, like the Oscar Pistorius stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, yes, he has a disadvantage, but with the technology, then had an advantage, like over yes. the field with his, with the sprinting prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, it's, that's a mechanical spring, you know, not like, a, I mean, not an actual spring, but. You know what I mean? Like, it's not your Achilles calf. Like, it's not a biological thing. It's a, you know, you have a, a mechanical or a bionic yeah. advantage, so to speak. Yes. Not just crazy. This is in the same neighborhood, but. No, yeah, but I mean, it kind of is, but uh, we got to close this up because we're running out of time here. But I would argue, not even argue, I would urge anybody that's delving into this topic, I think the biggest <laughs> fault that we have right now is most of the arguments are based on feeling. And you need to start removing yourself from your feelings and look at facts. Come to correct answers. You know, and that's like your feeling feelings in the world of sport and factual things like that. Just you have to be able to separate them. You know? And I'm, none of us on here are saying that, like, they shouldn't compete at all. No. <laughs> it's just that do you – can you really sit down and tell me in your heart of hearts that they have – that somebody transitioning has no potential advantage? And I don't think anybody can that actually sits down and opens their mind and looks at facts. I think they're ignoring facts, and they're ignoring bone structure, and they're ignoring – you know, potential muscle tissue. I mean, there's the whole fast twitch versus slow twitch thing in the average female versus the average male and and things like that. And that's things that are just, that's just genetic lottery stuff that just happens. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's messy when you're pulling out N equals one examples, and I understand why that's done. But you have to look at the average and everything all at one data mm-hmm. set, right? Because there's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be exceptions, both, you know, pro and con against whatever argument you're making, too. Yes. And that's a very limited little, you know, viewpoint of, of the whole issue, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, if we wanted to, I'm sure we could fucking make a study where that says two equal groups of men one started taking testosterone, one didn't, and they were essentially equal. You know, we could probably do that. There are people that don't respond to drugs like other people respond to drugs. Oh, yeah. Hence, hence the people who win Mr. Olympia. Like, yeah. the guys who are on stage at Olympia aren't the only ones taking that amount of drugs. There are 7,000 other ones taking that same amount of drugs. They just don't respond to it as well. 
You know? Yeah. So. I mean, their starting yeah. points are always different, too. Yeah. Like, look exactly. at a picture yeah. of Lee Priest when he was 18. It's like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, so, I don't know. The sad thing to me is I think it's going to boil down to, I don't think this is going to get better. I think it's going to get worse. And like we said, I think we're going to see it. We already saw it in MMA, and they ended up banning it. But you're going to see somebody enter a, a contact sport. And somebody's really going to get hurt badly. Yeah. Before this starts getting coming into light, and that's what I fear. Uh, you know, some—I don't know even what the hell you call them anymore—natural-born female or whatever is just going to get hurt badly, <laughs> really badly, uh, and before people start to open their eyes. And separate their feelings from fact and that it's okay, you know. Maybe we just need to create another playing field. And that sucks because, like, in powerlifting, I hate that there's, like, the one-armed firelifter division. (laughs) You know, there's 78 fucking divisions. So, you know, everybody gets a first. But I think that's where we're at, you know. That's what we need. And the crazy thing that I don't get is, like, especially in, like, powerlifting people trying to make the argument it's like literally just fucking make up a federation and start it you can literally create a place to compete like you could make an all trans division and say you can't compete unless you're trans and like there's no law against that and i don't think anybody bitch like you wouldn't see well i want to compete there and i'm you know you wouldn't see fighting like i can't believe you won't allow me as a natural man you know it's just fucking make a federation and roll with it Start a fucking swimming group up, you know. <laughs> but and your point about risk too, I think of even like like uh, women's hockey, right? Yeah. Because there, there's a lot of violent contact. Oh yeah. And if you've got someone who's a significant outlier, there's again there's a potential risk that some you know damage can be done. I mean, mm-hmm. even with just the high level athletics, any man or woman playing those sport are already at a high enough risk as it is. Yep. So. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, drop us your hate mail or love mail. Um, <laughs> this is all to Phil. Yeah, you can send it all to me. Just I'll fucking take it. I will take. I will be the. I'll be the the brunt. I'll take the brunt of your damage. You can send it all to me on the social media, and we can talk it out. I only ask that you don't, you know, just drop your your arguments you you're dumb you're stupid come at me with that oh, yeah. and let's have a civil conversation and i'm okay with that so yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, come I on and talk about it with anybody so likewise so all right guys sounds good week yeah later